Can you imagine what it was like to be Moses standing on Mount Sinai in the presence of God's glory? Or even Aaron and the Israelites watching as Moses descended from the mountain with his whole face glowing, a reflection of God's glory. I've always wondered what it would be like to see Moses after this encounter and how I would react. Would it be with fear? Would it be with awe? The truth is that it doesn't really matter. But it does make me wonder, do I stand face to face with God's glory today in my everyday life and reflect that back into the world? Or do I try to keep a little of that glory for myself? And because I tend toward people-pleasing, do I glorify others in place of or in addition to God? What about you? How do you handle God's glory? Some big questions today. Let's talk about it. Welcome to Loved and Made Worthy. My name is Erica, and this is a podcast about embracing our God-given purpose and letting go of perfectionism, people-pleasing, and overachieving. If you want a deeper relationship with Jesus and are ready to ditch the labels that God never gave you, this is for you. Listen in as we journey with God to find out who He is, what that means for our life, and ultimately, who He created us to be. I'm going to be totally honest with you. This has been a really challenging episode to write. I tend to be weeks ahead of schedule, but here I am scripting this out, and it's supposed to be released in a couple of days. The past few weeks have been challenging for me in lots of different ways, and I wasn't quite sure that this episode was going to happen at all. And I don't know if that has as much to do with the challenges of the last few weeks or just the topic of today's podcast. Probably a little bit of both. Here's the truth. God is glorious. And this glorious nature demands glory from all of creation. Our highest calling as God's children is to glorify him. So I don't find it ironic or coincidental that this episode would be somewhat difficult to produce, but rather I think that it explains a lot. If I'm not going to glorify the enemy, the next best thing is to keep me from glorifying God. And that is the major theme of this episode. Who and what are we glorifying or not glorifying? In Isaiah 6 verse 3, it says, And one called to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. Psalm 19.1 says, The heavens declare the glory of God, and the sky above proclaims his handiwork. Okay, so before we dive into those, let's backtrack just a little and go back to Exodus. So to set the scene, Moses has been on Mount Sinai with God, has been given the Ten Commandments, and when he made his way down the mountain, Aaron and the Israelites had built and were worshiping the golden calf. This is in Exodus 31 and 32. So God had literally just issued the command to Moses that the people should have no other gods before him, right? So essentially that we should glorify only him, and then the people do this. They glorify a statue. Obviously, this made God very angry, and the people were commanded to leave Sinai. And during this time, Moses intercedes for the people. And he says to God in verse 13 of chapter 33, If I have found favor in your sight, please show me your ways, that I may know you in order to find favor in your sight. And God says, My presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. 
But true to human form, Moses isn't convinced. He's unsure and somewhat nervous, and God does his best to reassure him. But in the end, Moses needs something a little more tangible. He says to God in verse 18, please show me your glory. So God responds in chapter 33, 19 through 23. He says, I will make all my goodness pass before you and will proclaim before you my name, the Lord. And I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious and will show mercy on whom I will show mercy. But he said, you cannot see my face for man shall not see me and live. And the Lord said, behold, there is a place by me where you shall stand on the rock. And while my glory passes by it, I will put you in a cleft of the rock and I will cover you with my hand until I have passed by. Then I will take away my hand and you shall see my back, but my face shall not be seen. And this is exactly what happens. Moses makes his way back up the mountain at God's command. And in Exodus 34, five through seven, it says the Lord descended in the cloud and stood with him there and proclaimed the name of the Lord. The Lord passed before him and proclaimed the Lord, the Lord, a God merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness, keeping steadfast love for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin. But who will by no means clear the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children and the children's children to the third and the fourth generation? Moses falls down to worship, the covenant is renewed, and then Moses descends from Mount Sinai and his face is glowing because he had been in the presence of God. So we know why, among many reasons, that God deserves to be glorified. He just told us in chapter 34, he's merciful, gracious, slow to anger, abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness. He's forgiving. Essentially, all of the things that a man-made statue could never be. We also know that no one can see God's face and live. Moses saw God's back and still glowed, a reflection of who God is. Pale in comparison, but a reflection nonetheless. Which brings us back to those two scriptures in Isaiah and Psalms. So Isaiah says, this is uh, chapter three, verse, I mean, chapter six, verse three. And one called to another and said, holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And in Psalm 19, one, it says the heavens declare the glory of God and the sky above proclaims his handiwork. All we have to do to see a reflection of God's glory is look around. It's in the trees fluttering in the breeze, in the birds singing their morning songs and the colors of the sky as the sun begins to fall below the horizon. God's glory is in the shape of the clouds and the countless stars and the flowers that attract the bees. And perhaps in the most unexpected of places, God's glory is in you and in me. And so we can turn to each other and even a mirror and see a reflection of his unmatched creativity and unending faithfulness. We can see his love and attention to detail, and maybe if we're in step with him, other people can look at us and see it too. Maybe they can see that love and joy radiating from every pore of our skin like Moses coming down from Mount Sinai. And if we're on guard, when they call that out in us, we can share with them the source of that light. We can share the truth of who God is and give him the glory he's due. Because giving glory to humans is a dangerous game. 
We were never meant to carry that burden, and it is a burden. Instead, we get to offer it to God, the rightful owner, and shed the need to have it for ourselves or give it to other people just to appease them. This isn't just a good practice that saves us from ourselves, but it is our highest calling. 1 Corinthians 10.31 says, So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. God deserves our glory simply because He is glorious. May we know Him so well that we glow with it. I hope today's episode blessed your spiritual walk and brought you just a little bit closer to Jesus. If you enjoyed listening, please consider subscribing and leaving a review. I love to hear how God is using this in your life. And if you'd like to connect, be sure to join the Loved and Made Worthy Facebook group. I would love to see you there. Now, as we go our separate ways, I just want to remind you of three things. You are seen, you are loved, and you are made worthy in Jesus. I'll see you next time.